Hello and welcome to the latest edition of the Radio Bait podcast, recorded live as always from Brunel University here in Uxbridge. We are a student-based podcast recorded for students by students. Um, my name's Bradley Hayden and I'm your host again this week. And I'm glad to say that this week we've got a Radio Bait debut. She's recently graduated from Brunel University with a, with a first in journalism, so she deserves a massive round of applause. Um, I'm joined this week by Charlotte Davis. How are you? Hello, I'm very good, thank you. That's Enjoying good graduate life. <laughs> How was your graduation? It was I've heard a few stories. <laughs> Okay, I was the person that fell over at graduation. Oh, no, I like I fell down some awkward. stairs. <laughs> awkward. Luckily not in the ceremony, though. But oh, I've still got yeah. the, um, the bruises to show. Oh, no, that is, that is not the one. You don't no. want to be the one that's remembered as the one who pulls yeah. down there. Yeah. No, but I'm not going to rub it in. I'm not going to rub <laughs> it in anymore. Um, but I've seen the pictures. You all look very smart, and I'm very envious. Yeah, yeah it was, it was nice. Very, very envious seeing all the gowns. What about like you that. next? Be so, me next, yeah. yeah. It's going quick, but hey, we're um we're back after a couple of weeks away. Um, unfortunately, we've all been doing bits and pieces, and we haven't we haven't been able to to do a show. But we're back, um, and this week we're going to kick off by talking about tuition fees. And I know we've spoken about this before, um, but the Labour Party uh, recently have said that they had no plans to write off uh, student loans. Um, and that the that the party had never promised um, to to get rid of student uh, tuition fees, um, and Labour's Shadow Education Secretary uh, Angela Rayner said that, um, and that's pretty much contradicting what what the party said before the election. And Corbyn Corbyn's pledge to to get rid of tuition fees was one of their main pledges, and it's probably why a lot of students voted for them. Really. So, um, what do you think about this, Charlotte? Um, it's interesting. I think it's interesting that so many Labour MPs are backtracking, are saying it was never possible. Um, I know that um, Sarah Champion, who's an, a Labour MP, she said to Andrew Neil um, that it's it was it it's not realistic, mm. but they need to do something now to help um, students, which is so true. Mm. But I do believe that they shouldn't. It's essentially they w- they were lying. Mm. So exactly, yeah, that's my really wrong. That's my point of view as well because. That's probably one of the main reasons why a lot of students voted for for the Labour Party because they were one, if not the only party, that promised to to get rid of tuition fees altogether. Really, but as a student, do you do you not think that that promise was unrealistic in the first place? Did you not think that? I did possibly, but um, if you are studying at university, it is a big draw to to vote for some a party that is going to stand up for students and is promising to get rid of tuition fees because none of the other parties have, have taken it into account and none of the other parties seem to care really they just yeah. seem to think it's acceptable that students will pay nine thousand pounds a year and on average students are coming out now with fifty thousand pounds worth of debt which I think is quite unhealthy, to be honest, because... It's terrifying. <laughs> exactly, it's terrifying, yeah. considering that when we were 18 and we'd finished our A-levels, we could have easily have got an apprenticeship or gone into full-time employment and started to earn money and, and put that into pensions or whatever sort of whatever sort of uh, investment that we wanted to make, really. But we've decided to make that investment into our studies to improve our chances of getting a better job. And we're coming out with 
fifty to sixty thousand pounds worth of debt over our heads, and that that could be with us for the rest of our lives. And even when we were at university, we're, we're having interest of those loans. I think I saw in the BBC that before uh, students are graduating, they're building up five thousand eight hundred pounds worth of interest which is scary really because you haven't even graduated and they're still adding up the price of tuition fees and I think it's wrong really that the Labour Party have essentially lied to so many students and who who have voted for them and now they're going back on their promise really which is is wrong and a shame really um, because that's why a lot of people voted for them I think. but maybe that's why they didn't win because they were so mm. unrealistic with their promises and people Possibly. aren't stupid are they yeah. they, they know saying oh, I'm going to get rid of um, student debt for all all students like that's so unrealistic mm. Mm. and obviously like the debt we've got to pay off like the debt I've got to pay off is ridiculous yeah. and I was but I was talking to someone at work today and they said that I paid £1,000 a year for tuition mm. like so they were the one of the lucky ones mm. and but they're still paying it off mm. so imagine how long it's going to take us to pay it off yeah. like my salary is nowhere near even enough to start paying off my student mm. debt so like when will I ever pay it off mm. e- even if they reduced the tuition fees I mean they were they were 3000 before they were put up uh, under the coalition government, even if they reduced it, it, even if they showed some sort of interest in students and reducing fees, because tuition fees is, is clearly a big issue among students, and that was reflected during the election. A lot of a lot of uh, students voted for Labour, um, and it, it, this year the election came at a time when tuition fees are actually going up. They're going up from nine thousand to nine thousand two hundred and fifty pounds. So they're they're going up ever so slightly. And for me, is the student loan issue is, is something I feel quite passionately about, and I'm sure many other um, students feel the same, really. Um, and there's a decrease in students mm, applying for university. Exactly. Like, but then again, it raises a question, do you have to have a degree? Like, mm. do you need one to get a job? Can you do an apprenticeship? Mm. Um, a degree is even worth it anymore. I don't even know if a first is worth it anymore, mm. honestly, because I, they're so common. Exactly. And e- even with a degree in, in journalism, if you wanted to work for in news or sport or whatever, a lot of, a lot of degrees don't have the NCTJ qualification. And if you speak to a lot of journalists, if you want to work in news or sport... A lot of them stress quite heavily that you have to have the NCTJ qualification. And if your university doesn't give you that, then you've got to spend even more money to go out and get that qualification as well. Yeah, it's definitely, I think the NCTJ is definitely useful for local publications. Mm. I don't know if you really need it in like national stuff, but yeah. I don't know. Mm. Well, yeah, it's, it is an interesting issue with, with the tuition fees. And um, a recent study found that poor youngsters are still uh, much less likely to go to university um, than people who who come from uh, more better off backgrounds and that's a shame for me because I think university should be open to everyone really no matter what background you come from you should be able to go to university and better yourself and improve your chances of of getting um, a more uh, more well-paid job or, or increasing your chances of getting a much much better job but the system overall is completely messed up mm. like everything's means tested so say if like my parents earn a certain amount of money i get less money in my maintenance mm. but yeah what's to say that they're going to support me mm. like then you have to go out obviously you're going to work really hard but can you still pay your rent mm. like, it raises quite a lot of questions it does and 
I think the the whole um, the whole issue needs to be talked about more. I know there was there was a, a discussion about it in the Commons recently, but I think there needs to be more discussions about it because it is it is such a big issue, and a lot of students feel quite passionately about it. And it's clear that a lot of students aren't happy with with what they've got to pay, and quite rightly, really. I think I don't think anyone wants to come out with. Fifty thousand pounds of debt over their heads at the age of twenty-one, and I know you you do start to pay that off when you, when you start to earn twenty-one thousand or less. But still, it isn't nice to have the thought of that you've got to repay a, a whole set of money back. Really, I do think that students will get a lot more attention because mm. of the results of the election. Mm. Um, obviously so many more students vote so, no not students so many more young people voted and i remember i spoke to my mp andrew cleverly cleverly is his name andrew cleverly yeah i think so um and before the election he's conservative and he said to me the conservatives do all they want all they can to help young people and mm. i said to him no they don't no they don't and then funnily enough he um admitted that they didn't after the election he admitted that conservatives definitely didn't do enough mm. and should do in the future so Hopefully, um, we will have more of a voice now mm. um, than like ever before. Definitely, um, and I think I think students need to be uh, more represented um, in 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 the Commons. Um, then I think our our, uh, our thoughts need to be heard really, and that was quite clear in the election really, where a lot of people voted for Labour, um, although although the Conservatives did get the majority. Um, Every, everyone thought that it was going to be a landslide victory for well, the Conservatives seats, and they lost yeah. seats and part of that reason was because a lot of young people backed um, la- Labour's, Labour's uh, policies especially with the student uh, student uh, the idea of getting rid of, rid of the tuition fees um, and I certainly know from speaking to people in my class that a lot were thinking about voting for Labour because of they felt they were uh, voicing um, considering more younger people's views and abolishing to get to get rid of the uh, tuition fees was quite an attractive proposition for them. Um, but while it may not have been um, sustainable, I think so- something at least needs to be done to showcase that MPs are considering students, whether that be reducing fees, um, even if it, even if it's like a slight reduction, just any sort of reduction would would come in handy, really, because it is a lot of money. And I I did read that a lot of people feel that some universities aren't um, meeting their requirements, and like satisfactory like reports are saying that a lot of students don't feel they're getting value for money. So maybe they maybe they need to reduce fees or, or liaise of university something something needs to be done to 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 make university more affordable and more appealing to to those from poorer backgrounds because university should be for for all sorts of backgrounds um whether you're poor whether you're rich whatever it should be tar- it should be welcoming to everyone and no one should feel that they they can't go to university just because they come from a poorer background Say. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that moves us very well, very well onto our onto our next topic. But before we before we kick on, uh, just a quick mention for our social media channels. You can follow us on Twitter 
or by uh, searching for at Radio Bait. We're on Facebook, Instagram, iTunes and SoundCloud. Just put in Radio Bait. Um, if you want to log on to our website, you can do uh, radiobait.wordpress.com. There's a few articles uh, which some of the rest of the team have, have written. And if you want to get in touch with Radio Bait or you want to submit any topic ideas for, for future shows, then you'd be more than welcome to. You can email us on radiobait at gmail.com or you can send us a tweet or a Facebook message. Um, so moving on to the next section of the show now, we're going to talk about a nation- national news story. Um, and one of the big stories which came out this week was the issue of the BBC wages. Uh, the BBC released a list of their top highest earners this week, but just two women were in the top ten. Um, Chris Evans was was the highest paid uh, presenter at the uh, BBC. He earns between 2.2 million and 2.5 million a year. Gary Lineker was the second highest paid, followed by Graham Norton in third. And another interesting statistic is that um, a lot of uh, the, the the top 10 or the top 96 was dominated by white people and only 10 people of ethnic a minority or a different colour were in the overall list of 96 so what do you think about this Charlotte? Um, I, I expect it mm. I did expect it Like I think that's quite common within a lot of um, well a lot of companies whatever company no matter whether they're a broadcaster or anything um, I think it's outrageous but mm. uh, and, and, and incredibly unfair I don't understand why a woman would get paid less than a man for doing exactly the same mm. thing and working just as hard I think that's really really not fair mm. um, it doesn't it's not like unmotivating mm. um, I think they still earn a lot of money mm. um, and they do work incredibly hard but I do think that it's it's quite surprising the figures mm. I mean, I wasn't surprised to see Chris Evans at the top of that list, especially after doing Top Gear the year before, and and I know his Radio Two show is quite popular, um, but I do agree with you. I think it's it's quite unfair that a lot of women have have been are not getting the same amount of money um, as the men. Really, you look at um, the one show presenters. I mean, you've got Matt Baker, who earns fifty thousand pounds more than Alex Jones, and they practically do the exact same job which seems completely unfair, really. And even you look at the newsreaders, you've got Hugh Edwards, who earns between 550 and 600,000, while you've got other people like Fiona Bruce and Sophie Rayworth, who are learning less less than half of that. So I don't really see how that can be right. And also the fact that these people are earning lavish um, salaries when things like the NHS are struggling, when surely... Some this money could have gone to use. So, well, so part of this money could have certainly gone to the NHS's benefit because they provide such a crucial service for us. And it, it doesn't seem fair that these presenters are earning such huge amounts of money whilst important institutions like the NHS uh, are struggling, and you've got the police that are, bit, uh, that are having cutbacks and the fire service and whatever. And these are crucial services. So surely some of the money that these presenters are paid could have gone to other usages really um, that's what I think um, 
Other names on the top ten, you've got Jeremy Vine, uh, John Humphreys, Steve Wright, the Radio 2 presenter, and the highest earning woman at the BBC was uh, Claudia Winkleman, who earns between 450 and 500,000. And I was quite surprised with that, actually, because Tess Daly, who also does Strictly Come Dancing, has been, has been doing that for years, and that seems quite surprising for me. Uh, you've got Lane Goodman, who... Uh, his trademark is seven. Um, he gets uh, <laughs> he gets two hundred thousand pounds a year just holding up a, a score mark. Um, Nick Grimshaw earns between three hundred and fifteen four hundred thousand pounds a year. I thought he'd earn more than that. I w- I thought he would earn yeah. more than that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Gabby Logan and Mark Chapman, some of the BBC presenters, and between uh, BBC Sport presenters rather, and between two hundred and two hundred fifty thousand pounds. Um, but then when you compare this to, say, the Amazon Prime presenters, Jeremy Clarkson, Rich Hammond and James May, who present the Grand Tour, they reportedly earned nearly £36 million between them last year. And when you look at Ant and Deck as well, they earned nearly £30 million last year and nearly £80,000 a day. Now, that is hugely, like, that is so much more money than, than these BBC presenters are, are earning. So how can that be fair, really, as well? When, the, when these companies like ITV and Amazon are paying these presenters such lavish amounts of money, even the unrealistic amounts of money, really, like, I think the, some people could barely dream of earning £36 million in a year. Um, so perhaps what we're seeing with the BBC might be reflected through other companies who are maybe even paying more. Yeah, um, I don't know. It's, it's a tricky one because the BBC is... I, I think when you sign up to work at the BBC, um, you're obviously not going to get... Mm. It's still a, a fantastic salary, but you're not going to get the same salary as if on a very high level mm. as someone working at, say, ITV, um, a presenter at ITV or whatever. Um, but obviously it's such a prestigious um, news outlet. Mm. And I think it's probably just an honour for them anyway to like mm. work for such a good... And to be fair, I, a lot of people were complaining about the salary. Mm. I don't think it's that bad. I love the BBC and I mm. think what they do is fantastic. And I loved the hashtag on Twitter, hashtag I love BBC. <laughs> I shared that so much. <laughs> um, but yeah, I... I I think it's fine. Um, I mean, yeah. I don't think it's I do, I do support the, the BBC. I think they, they certainly produce a good service for us, but I, I do think that some of the some of the wages that the, these presenters are earning are quite quite lavish sums of money. Um, and I think the issue of, of gender equality and uh, yeah. needs to be addressed. Definitely. Um, because it's not fair that you've got men and women who, in some cases, are doing the same job, and, and women are earning nearly half the amount, really. And that, that can't be right when we're in 2017 and we're meant to be more equal than ever, really. Do you um, think that um, the men are just braver and they demand more money? Well, someone was saying on Good Morning Britain the other day that just just men who are at the peak of their game just, just command more money, really, yeah. but... I don't really. Whilst I I can see what he means, that's pretty discriminate discriminatory to the um to the women because what's saying that women at the top of their game shouldn't be earning the same amount. Like you see people like Fiona Bruce who's does Antique Roadshow and BBC News, quite a well known and popular presenter. Yet she's earning 
less than half of what Hugh Edwards is earning, really. And you look at someone like John Humphreys. She's Humphreys. earning absolute pittance. Like, she's just not earning enough <laughs> oh, money I, at I, all. I don't know how she's struggling to survive, to be honest. I mean, what can you get for £350,000 a year? Absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. I mean, That God. would not pay off a student debt. God, yeah. I, 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 just, mm. I think it's, it's, just, oh, it's just a struggle, to be honest with you. The struggles of e- these presenters. Um, but, yeah, it's... it's I think it needs to be addressed. Um, it's not right that that some that you've got um, men and women who are doing the exact same job who are who are who are not getting the same amount of money. Um, and perhaps I think the BBC said that they were worried because um, the fact that these uh, wages were released, that other um, companies would be able to come in and and offer their presenters more money um and and draw them away and i, I can i can see that as well but i i, I think something needs to be but surely addressed. they'd know how much the other mm. the other broadcasters got paid if, if you could easily find that information online i'm sure they could too mm. um after all they are journalists yeah. they should be good at like <laughs> researching and stuff yeah. um but surely that would make them want to like get yeah. a, a job at a different mm. um, broadcaster or a news outlet mm. i mean i think I read that the ITV are meant to be releasing their wages next year, mm. um, so it's going to be a battle of the wages. Here. Who's who's going to earn more than than who? ITV has to earn more, doesn't it? God, yeah, I don't know. With advertisements, maybe, but um, I'm trying to think. I, w- I wonder what Simon Cowell earns just for doing oh, X Factor. A lot. God, yeah. a lot of money, and all the other presenters. I mean, if Ant and Deck are on thirty million a year, then God knows what Simon Cow is, you know. And if you want to help some students out, if you're listening to a show, you know, if you want to help some people out, then just give us a call. What I want to know is why the BBC aren't paying more for foreign correspondents that are in war-torn um, areas <laughs> of the world and risking their life to report news around the world. Like, why aren't they the top people being paid? Mm. There's there's presenters in there that just sit on their bum all day in a stupid office, and then there's presenters that go out and. Um, go into war zones and risk their life so they should be getting paid more in my opinion and you've got John McEnroe who um, who was slagging off women on the on Wimbledon and the, the build up to Wimbledon he only really appears on the BBC once a year or for Wimbledon he gets nearly £150,000 I mean mad and he's probably earning more from that if he's if he's to do with tennis. I mean, if, and if Gary Lineker is earning nearly two million just for presenting match of the day, then God knows what he's getting through through doing stuff with BT Sport as well. Um, and Alan Shearer, God, he's such a boring bloke, and he gets four hundred thousand pounds. <laughs> I mean, some of these people are just boring. Like John Humphreys is, God knows how John Humphreys is. And who who even watches Mastermind these days anyway? <laughs> that is so true. <laughs> My mum. <laughs> Probably. I mean, you look at these people in the celebrity mastermind and you don't even know half of them are. So get rid of a mastermind. Who needs it? You know, I mean, Kate Buck, I mean, she she loves Jeremy Paxson. She's loved what I'm going to say in here, but just bring bring University Challenge on more. I think I'd, I'd pay more to watch that. Well, I wouldn't really, but I prefer Paxman. So it's John Humphrey. Yeah, he's great. <laughs> he's great. Um... But even some Sky, uh, it's reported that um, Sky News' Adam Bolton um, earns £400,000 a year on Sky News. It's not That might not be true, it's just rumoured, um, which would see him earn less than Hugh Edwards, but uh, more than Laura Kingsberg, who is the BBC's uh, political editor. Um, 
and even Adrian Charles, and he was fronting ITV's football coverage. He was reportedly earning 4.6 million a year. So this might not even be a common, might not even be common. We might all be outraged at what people at BBC are earning, and you've got people at ITV and and Sky and whatever who might even be earning even more. Yeah, that's the thing. The public don't have the bigger picture. Mm. So I I do feel for the BBC. Like imagine yeah. if you were a part of their PR team or their publicist mm. right now. Like that would be quite stressful because they already have quite. a They're really working on their reputation at the moment anyway, and they get so much criticism, it must absolutely suck. Mm. And that's a good point you raised there. I think if if the BBC had to release their wages, then it's quite unfair on them, but the fact that ITV and Channel 4 and 5 and Sky have not had to do so as well, because it's it's like the government are favouring the other companies instead of the BBC. It would have been more fairer had all of them had to release their wages at the same time. And perhaps if we'd have seen the bigger picture, we'd have said, well, really, well, maybe the BBC aren't paying that much compared to someone at Sky's earning or, or whatever. Or maybe we'd have said, well, maybe we would have had the same reaction. But I think it would have been a lot more fairer had uh, the government also forced other TV companies to release what they pay their other presenters. And that would have been a lot more fairer and we would have had a much more of a better picture, really. Um so it's, it, I think it's a little bit unfair, um, but then a part of me does also think that that money could have gone to other usages as well. I think. Um, um, although if I become a, a sports top sports presenter, I won't be complaining <laughs> <laughs> if I get four hundred, five hundred thousand oh, pounds funny. a year. Although I can, I can dare to dream, to be honest with you. I think people would still complain though. Um, like if you were, if um, it's obviously the taxpayer's money, isn't it? Yeah. So you pay your TV license, you expect your money to go to something worthwhile and because the BBC are under so much criticism there's always going to be room for complaints mm. so hey ho and I do think what Chris Evans earns is absolutely ridiculous mm. and it's just it's just mad you ruined Top Gear man I mean yeah exactly ruined it decreased his salary get him out of here I mean BBC who listens to BBC Radio 2 these days anyway in the mornings I mean it's all about all about capital isn't it no, BBC. I always listen. I actually love Radio 2. Radio <laughs> 2. Sorry, I've offended Charlotte here. She's gonna, I've, I'm never going to see Charlotte again after the show. Nope. So it's, I, I ring that very quickly. Um, but we're coming towards the end of the Radio Bait podcast uh, this week. Just a quick shout out for our social media channels again. You can follow us on Twitter on at Radio Bait. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, iTunes and SoundCloud just by searching Radio Bait. Our website is radiobait.com wordpress.com if you log on there log on to there rather you can see a few articles um, that the rest of the team have written and if you want to get in touch with us or you want to send in some ideas for future uh, future podcasts then you're more than welcome to you can email us on, email us on radiobait at gmail.com or you can tweet us or send us a message uh, through Facebook. Uh, thank you very much for Charlotte for coming along today. Uh, she's been been a very good debut, um, and I'm, I, hope, I hope the uh, <laughs> hope the wounds from the graduation heal oh, yeah, me too. soon. They're grad wounds. I'm a warrior. Although, <laughs> although I'm I'm upstage you next summer. You never know. Yeah, I be mean, careful. I'll be careful. Those heels. They're oh well, I'm not wearing heels. <laughs> although, I don't know. I don't want to hear heels. I've been Bradley Hayden. Thank you very much for tuning in um, and we'll see you soon.